TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's 104. Coming up an hour from now, uh, Dana and Parks will check in with Scott and Dana before we hand it off. A lot of stuff coming up tomorrow, including a real major first world problem tomorrow afternoon for you. Of yours. Of mine, yes. Yes. You who is on vacation next week, is that not the first world problem itself or there are others? It's part of it. Okay. (laughs) It's it's definitely part of it. Uh, If you go to our Facebook page right now, you can watch as uh, pro- uh, protesters and police are clashing in Germany during President Trump and the rest of the G20 summit visitors uh, are meeting in Hamburg right now. And they're using water cannons and tear gas. You mentioned there's riot gear. The video is incredible. Go to our Facebook page and check it out. Facebook.com slash 981KMBZ. And also later this hour, why President Trump doesn't have a hotel room in Hamburg. This is this is a story that I thought, there's no way this is true. Well, it's, it's, oh boy. There's no way this is real. But right now, we're wrapping up our conversation about the latest United Airlines incident involving a woman on a flight from Hawaii to Houston to Boston. And what would you have done if you had been this mom of a 27-month-old child uh, who weighs 25 pounds? So mom bought the kid a ticket. By the way, the FAA says you have to. The FAA says any child over the age of 24 months, uh, one day into 24 months, has to have their own seat. So mom did that. Cost almost $1,000 for that seat, by the way. Uh, So she is on board, and she and her son are both seated, and that's when a flight attendant comes up and says, you have to give up this seat. Uh, And I believe the standby passenger identified himself as having bought a standby ticket. Yep, he mentioned it as he was approaching the seats. And so the woman, uh, Shirley Yamaguchi, Perhaps, and and she says because of United's history of physically removing people from airplanes, she was worried that her son would be removed physically from the plane. And out of fear, she voluntarily then gave up the seat, even though it would have been in their system that she bought one for him. Uh, The airline says that they just scanned it wrong. They scanned her son's ticket wrong somehow, and so it showed up that the seat was available. Uh, so we're asking you two two nine eight zero or five seven six seven seven nine eight. Would you have made a scene? What would you have done if you had been this mother? I would have done what somebody said earlier. I would have escalated the situation. I that wouldn't was have the go- captain. I wouldn't have gone crazy, but I would have. Yeah, the cap. That's right. I would have escalated. I would have agreed with him that we should have. You know, we're not. This is not happening. By the way, what about this? What about the the weight of the plane? Does that get affected, or is that too large of a plane to get affected? Because they the the when you're on standby. The way it sometimes works is you can only get on the plane if the captain says it's okay. Are they not accounting for the 25 pounds? And 25 pounds isn't a lot. Man, I hope they allow some room for error with that. You know what I mean? But to your point, I'll tell you that I was once, um, I was traveling back from San Antonio or Austin uh, with a friend of mine, and they let us both on as standby passengers to St. Louis. And then one of us, they said, had to get off because they were overweight. They had to carry Mm -hmm. extra fuel for whatever reason, and the luggage put it over. And so they had one of us had to get off, so we both got off. So you're not off base about that. I know the smaller planes, you know, when you ride the little ones, those sometimes, they'll actually say, we need two people to move to the back of the plane yeah. to offset the weight and the balance. Again, we're talking about a larger plane, but I wonder if that factored into any of this had they known about it. I don't, it sounds like, 
uh, this flight attendant just didn't do her job because what it's the, the flight attendant just kind of shrugged when the woman said, no, I bought that ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if this had been an adult sitting in that seat that couldn't just jump on the woman's lap, this wouldn't have been an issue. So she took the 27-month-old child into her lap for that three-hour flight. And if you go to our Facebook page and look at that baby... That's a large 27-month-old baby. And it's against FAA regulations. If the FAA says you have a child 24 months old or older, that kid needs to be in a seat. Let's talk to Peggy in Kansas City. Peggy, thanks so much for hanging. You're on 98.1 KMBZ. Hi there. Hey. Um, My concern is that no one has even talked about what if the plane would have had an accident. Where is that baby? Where is he? Where is she, he, she going to be protected? Is that little mom going to be able to protect her child? You know, Great the, woman, the woman is not very large herself. She's, she's small. I saw her in, uh, on this morning on the news, and she's small in stature. So what about, what, ha- what would happen to United if they would have had an accident? They would have had a lawsuit on their hands, number one. Number two, actually, number one, you're taking that baby's uh, life into your own hands. Thank you very much, attendant. Flight attendant. It's a yeah. great point. And, you know, I just feel so badly for this mom who probably was also thinking about that. You know, I being a grandmother, you know, I've, I, I, I'm just, I'm just, um, I just got goosebumps thinking about it. She, and the other thing is she paid for that ticket. That man should have been a gentleman and got off the plane and said, you know, I'll take the next flight. That's a great point, too, and thank you for making it. Several people on the text line have said that as well, that it's not the standby passenger's job in that moment to, to be that he doesn't know. He doesn't know that she paid. She's saying she paid for the ticket, mm-hmm. but he should have perhaps been and stood up for her a little bit and said, I'm flying standby. You know, Now, he doesn't know what the FAA regulations are, but somebody should have looked further into this. And, and, and from, I'll defend the guy on this. What if he had to get to Boston? Oh, uh, but I you're standby. I understand, but like, I don't let's, care. let's say three flights went through, you know, from Houston to Boston, and he's got a deadline, he's got this, whatever. Maybe he's a doctor like David Dow. He's got to get back. I don't care about the reason. But but his his mentality is, I got the green light. Yeah. I should be able to go. Yeah. But they, you're you're right. I mean, he. I guess he didn't have to, but because have you you flown standby, right? I have. Yeah, I just told. Yeah, you know, you, you, you know, when you fly saying when you fly standby and you're sitting there and they're doing. This is the final call for passenger John Smith on a flight to Kansas City, and you're like, "Don't show up! Don't show up! Don't yeah. show up!" And then finally, they don't show up, and they yeah. let you on. The last thing you want is to be ripped off that plane. But I just said the story I told was where I was flying with a friend of mine from San Antonio to St. Louis, and they said one of you has to get off. I was seated. I was right. in a seatbelt. It's the worst. And one of us had to get off. Too bad. That's why standby is cheaper. That's why people mm. do it. Well, you pay a price for that. Dolores and Lee Summit on 98.1 KMBZ. Hi, Dolores. You get the final word. Hi. Well, I just want to tell you I think United has the policy of abusing their passengers. When we were flying, happened to be from... Uh, Hawaii, we had round-trip trip tickets from Hawaii, and we didn't have a layover coming back. We didn't have a layover going. We, I think we, we flew through Denver, and so there was no more layovers after that. Well, then we got there fine. When it was time to go, my son checked. We were staying with him, checked the uh, flight. He says, you're not on that flight at all. You're on a flight where you have a layover in San Francisco. Uh. And... We didn't even make the layover. We ended up having to spend the night there because the flight did not land at the right time. Then 
I get home and there's a $450 extra charge on my bill because I requested this layover. I called, you know, I said, to dispute this, I said, I did not request this layover. Oh, yeah, that's what you want. I said, Why would I request an extra layover and pay an extra $450 to do that? No, no way. Finally, after talking to my credit card, they disputed it, and I didn't have have to pay it. But United insisted that I requested that. Did you, when you were in San Francisco, did they put you up at least in the hotel for free that night? Well, only because we were at the head of the line when they cut us off, and my husband demanded to see the manager of the thing, and he said, and we knew that we could request that because it was their fault we were late. Sure, absolutely it was. You know what? United has a problem with PR, and it just continues to rear its ugly head. It's called common sense doesn't seem to always be there for this And this was complacency. This was the flight attendant that didn't do her job, that didn't ask a couple of more questions and say, actually, let me look up to see if you bought the ticket for your child (laughs) and let me find out how old that child is and that they should be in that seat. By the way, yes, she was refunded for the ticket. They Mm. also threw in some, some goodwill money. This is where you demand the 10 grand, by the way. This is where you say, I'll give up the seat I paid for. You know that ten grand you say you're going to offer up to? This is where that ten grand comes in. I'd be like, give me, give me two flights and five, because <laughs> those that's going to be about ten thousand dollars anyway. Uh, yeah, just somehow make it worth it. You can read about the story on our Facebook page. Uh, coming up, we'll go back to a conversation we had in the ten o'clock hour uh, about Confederate memorials coming down. If everybody, seemingly based on our response from Facebook, wants them to come, I'm sorry, to stay up, why do they keep going down? And Jamie has a question for you as well, and she'll fire it at you coming up next on 98.1 KMBZ. 98.1 KMBZ, Midday with Jamie and Wicket. Update from Hamburg, Germany. It would appear that the violence is lessening from what we're watching. Uh, There have been some protesters at the G20 summit in Hamburg, and there were water cannons on top of police cars. There were all types of uh, police officers in riot gear. They're as prepared as you can be as protesters and wow. police officers clash because there are there are hundreds of policemen in their riot gear with the helmets and the batons and the shields to kind of curtail any of this nefarious behavior. But still, the scene looks crazy, and the video is on our Facebook page. Yeah, they had warned. Uh, the president was in Poland this morning and gave a speech, and actually in Poland— that group was pretty excited about him being there. Uh, this group, not so much. No. And these protesters had warned, we are going to riot at this G20 summit. So they knew this was coming. But there are fires in the streets. Uh, they are police, but they look like, you know, in, in military uniforms. Total, yeah. uh, you know, the helmets and the riot gears and everything. This vehicle is what we can't get over. The the big riot control the crowd vehicle that they're driving through the streets. There's another scene of it there on CNN. We need water cannons on ours around here. It's a bus. It's a bus with a hose on top, and yeah. they just start spraying it into the crowd. It's a. It's not like your garden hose. It's like a fire truck hose. It's like a fire hose, yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Which is better than pepper spray, I guess, or anything else you're going to use on them. I guess mm-hmm. I guess water is a better way to go. But the scene is, is pretty powerful to watch. It's crazy. You can watch the entire video on our Facebook page. Go ahead and check it out. Also there, uh, we're going to get to this story coming up later on. President Trump doesn't have a room to stay in in Hamburg. And we'll tell you about it at 147, all right? This is... Can they Priceline it? Can they bid on Priceline? (laughs) Something? Go on to Hotel Tonight, the app? Did G20 sneak up on this this administration? Did the advance team forget? (laughs) 
about this? I'll tell you more in 25 minutes. You're going to laugh. But earlier in the show, and, and thanks to everybody who got in, and if you didn't get a chance to get in, the story was on 41 last night, and we were discussing it as there's a controversy around a couple of landmarks in Kansas City. We've all heard about the J.C. Nichols Fountain on the plaza and the, I guess, conversation going on and the the, the opposition to keeping it named the J.C. Nichols Fountain because of the what he did and housing and yada, yada, yada. But we want to focus on something else that is all the rage right now, and that is removing Confederate monuments and why we're doing it. And the number is 576-7798. The, the, the question is not, do you think they should come down or do you think they should stay up? Because this went up earlier in the morning. We have over 100, over 100 com, uh, comments on it. And for the most part, Jamie, all the comments are they should stay up. And if Facebook resembles the public and the people, and people got upset when they came down in New Orleans and the one in St. Louis, if the majority of people want these things to stay up, then why are Confederate monuments coming down? 576-7798, or you can text in 22980. Uh, Yeah, I don't get the disconnect. I don't understand why this was sort of how we started talking about it off the air this morning was we were looking at we were already getting Facebook comments overnight and they were largely on one side. And then I said, well, then why are they coming down? I don't get the disconnect. And what a lot of you have said in response to this, and I don't like this argument, but I suspect maybe you're right, is this idea of bowing down to the minority. I know that comes up a lot. You know, you, you give in to the to the vocal minority, you know, squeaky wheel gets mm-hmm. the grease in that kind of case. Um, and so that's where I, let me throw this out there because I, we found, excuse me, there was a piece out of the Washington post called the case for taking down Confederate monuments. And they boiled down the opposition, uh, and the reason to take the monuments down to this statement, the government should not honor people whose principal claim to fame is that they fought a bloody war in defense of the evil institution of slavery. And so to those of you that are saying, well, you're bowing down to the minority, let me ask you this question. What's wrong with taking them down? You know, I know we're asking that question. Well, why not just leave them up? Well, let me turn it around for a second and ask, why not take them down? If there are enough people, if there are some people who say we don't like these, these up or whatever their reason is, they're, you know, their families belong to the slaves or, or whatever the reason is, what's wrong with taking them down? What does it hurt to take them down? Um, the argument is made that those that want it taken down are trying to erase history. And I don't know if I necessarily agree that history will be erased by the removal of a monument. Um, I, I don't mind them being up as a remembering or as, as, you know, a sign of what happened. And to me, we don't want to repeat that behavior. Of course. We don't want to repeat slavery. We don't want to repeat indentured servants, you know, camps, all that kind of stuff. We don't want that. So, again, this is not a question of should they come up or should they come down it's kind of a two-part question. Yeah, it sort of is, and that's okay. What is the harm in, keep, in, in, in leaving them up? What is it? Or, and, or taking them and down? And what does it hurt to take them down? Because I think you're giving too much power to a piece of concrete. If you're saying leaving them up reminds us of history, and if we take them down, we're not going to be remembered of history, I would ask you this question. Do you know the Confederate monument that we have in Kansas City, and have you been to see it? And if you haven't been, how much of a reminder of history is it if you're not going to see it anyway? I've never seen the United Daughters of the Confederacy at 55th and Ward Parkway. At least, I mean, not to recognize it as that. I've probably driven by and said, ah, that's a, that's a monument. I don't know what it's to. 
maybe I should go check it out. I don't, I don't know. Is it only a reminder of history if we have a monument to it? You know, are there, are there no other ways to mark history? Is, is a monument that big of a deal? And if there are people that want it down, why not take it down? Um, sometimes Because there are people that want it up. Okay. So then you can take it down and you can put it in a museum somewhere. And sometimes our reasons for doing things change. Yeah, there was a reason to put it up. But now maybe we're, we're farther away from that time. Maybe it's not a time that we want to remember as much anymore. 576-7798. Let's go to William in Midtown. William, you're on 98.1 KMBZ. William, if the majority of people that we can hear from want them up, why do they keep coming down? Uh, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I personally think that we shouldn't be, like you said, erased, you know, that Ah, your phone is, is, we're going to come back to you. See if you can find yourself a higher ground and we'll come back to you, William. You stick right there. But taking down a monument doesn't erase, his, doesn't erase history. You're, you're moving a symbol of history, but you're not erasing history. Uh, another William in Peculiar on 98.1 KMBZ. Hi, William. Hey, just wanted to uh, put in my two cents. Sure. Uh, I, I come from a southern family from Virginia and Georgia. Um, we had relatives that fought in the Civil War, which was not a war over slavery was a, a war over northern aggression uh the federal government telling the states what to do uh this is like any other war memorial to any u.s soldier but it now it's confederate soldiers so getting rid of these is like dishonoring our family members our ancestors from the past um i the biggest thing i think these are getting removed is because of all this racist tension that's going on and most of these city councils the government are in urban areas like new orleans and st louis which are now taking them down because this is a way of being, you know, everybody's racist. We're going to take these statues down because they're a symbol of racism. It's not. It's a memorial to our family members from the past. If you're, and I, you, you sound like a white guy. If you're a white, if you're a, are you, you're a white guy, I, I take it, William. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah. If, can you see, and, and, and I think they should stay up. I'm on your side, but just to play devil's advocate, could you see from an African-American standpoint why they wouldn't want to look at the Confederate, the United Daughters of the Confederacy monument as they walk by all the time? Well, I, I could, I'm going to play, I'm going to try to play both sides here too. Yeah. And I can, no, I it's can fine. see that. Uh, I guess it would be almost like, it, somewhat like if we had, you know, in Germany, and we had statues up for, you know, Nazi soldiers, uh, a memorial for the Nazis. I could see kind of like that, right. not all, almost all the same way, but kind of. It's it's funny you brought that up, and, and William, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it because somebody brought that up in the ten o'clock hour. Yeah. I've never been to Germany. I've never been to Berlin. I've never been to, to Hamburg. Somebody, maybe, maybe you have. Let us know. But do you see monuments all over Germany about the Nazis, about Hitler, about the flag, about Heil Hitler? Do you see that? Uh, the only thing I have to compare it to is being in Vietnam where they have, uh, even in the South, because the North won, they have all over the place, they mark that time in history. In fact, they kind of rub your nose in it. <laughs> you, you can't get away from <laughs> they it. They beat us. But it is, it is a, Germany is a very good comparison, you know? And, and again, I think you're giving too much power to a monument. I don't think taking the monument down, and I don't think it's wrong sometimes to, for lack of a better term, you know, to play to the minority. I think that's okay sometimes. It's, it's okay to recognize people that are, that are genuinely upset about something why not take that seriously and he brought up something interesting too about racist tension we have right now if this eases racist tension isn't that a good thing again i ask what does it hurt to take them down 98.1 kmbz midday with jamie and wicket 
Uh, you have 90 minutes left to vote Moose on Twitter. Hashtag vote Moose to get Mike Moustakas into the All-Star game. Um, I I use TweetDeck, Jamie, for my for my tweeting. Because you do multiple accounts. Right. You track multiple things. And it just rolls continuously as a new tweet comes out from somebody I follow. I, I can't. It's 99% vote Moose. It literally, yeah. it's all my Twitter feed is right now is vote Moose. You have less than 90 minutes. It uh, closes at uh, 3 o'clock to get Mike Moustakas into Tuesday night's All-Star game. Right now, we're talking about the movement in the country that seems to be going toward getting rid of things that honor the Confederacy, including most recently there was a situation out of St. Louis. We've had uh, monuments taken down in New Orleans and Virginia. And then Channel 41 had done a story this morning about some people that are in opposition to, we apparently have one here. We apparently have a monument. Did you know honoring, that? I did not know that. Uh, right. 55th and Ward Parkway honoring the daughters of the Confederacy. And in looking into it a little bit, we sort of thought, are you trying to make up controversy where it doesn't exist? Because based on the Facebook page and the 100 plus comments that we've got there, it seems that the vast majority of you think leave them up, uh, that what's the harm in, in leaving them up? You need them to honor history. I, again, think you're giving too much power to a slab of concrete and that that doesn't necessarily, if you take it down, that doesn't take away from history. Just like putting it up doesn't remind us of history more, especially if you never go see the monument and you didn't know it existed. Then how powerful is it? I, I think I, I would disagree. If the monument to me reminds you more, but I would combine it with the other thing you said. If you go see it. Yeah. Like the Lincoln Memorial in D.C., the Washington Monument Liberty in D.C., the Liberty Memorial. You see that all the time. And when I drive through downtown, I look at that giant tower downtown of the, 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 the World War I Museum. Boom. I think about it. I don't know where this thing is. 55th and Ward Parkway. I have to go that way to take rivers to the vet later on today. That's all I know. Yeah. Uh, and so, Dan Weinbaum, stuff, I will get to your calls here in just a second because we know a lot of you want to weigh in. But you popped by just during the break and brought up a couple of really good points that I think are valuable to add to the conversation. So, hi, Dan. Hey, how y'all doing? It's a, right. fan, a fascinating topic, you know. And I was driving and listening to you guys talk about this and listening to your callers. And I was thinking, well, where are the union monuments? We don't have those, North, do we? North? You <laughs> will find you will find in some places mm -hmm. monuments to the union and the union soldiers and things in different towns and cities. But you find quite a lot of Confederate memorials and monuments in random places, random cities, and and and, and you wonder why that is. Mm -hmm. Because you know, and this whole movement that's going on about taking down the, the the monuments, the Confederate monuments, I don't think has anything to do with whitewashing history, so to speak. Yeah. Or 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 erasing history. It it's it, we're not we're not talking about getting rid of Antietam, Gettysburg, Vicksburg, Shiloh, even closing Loose Park here in Kansas City where the Battle of Westport took place. Right. We're not talking about getting rid of the battlefields and the the wonderful national park system that 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 holds these places and protects and preserves these places where this monumental thing happened in the country. We're talking about monuments that are put up randomly decades and decades after the event during certain times of our history where we had a resurgence of uh, the, 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 the um, racism and such. Look at 1910, 1915. That's when a lot of these monuments started going up. But Dan, some people century. have been texting in and we had somebody called in earlier and we knew kind of we were going off the deep end with the call, but we went going. They said, well, if you're going to take down this monument, why not dismantle Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore and any other major monument that we have to any time in history that we might not be proud of. 
Isn't it interesting that uh, this seems to be the only monument uh, to the losers that gets put up? The victors are usually mm-hmm. the ones that put mm-hmm. up the monuments, right. right? I just find that interesting. Now, of course, the Native Americans would, would have an issue with, with Mount Rushmore, of course. Yes, they, right. And, yeah. and many do, did, do. But, you, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with preserving history. I love history. I love learning about stuff that happened on this spot. Uh-huh. You know, but a, but a Confederate memorial at 55th and Ward Parkway, what's the point? What was the purpose of putting that up at that location? You used a really great term there. Preserving history is different than honoring history. Preserving history is something else. That's where you, you know, if it's on the site, if there was something significant about the location, if there's something to learn there, um, if they're like a museum is preserving history. Kind of like out in Lone Jack in Eastern Jackson County in Lone Jack. You had a battle out there uh, because, you know, this area was 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 full of Civil War pre and during the Civil War activity. But Lone Jack, you know, they, they, they mark it, they honor it, they, they show, not honor, they preserve and, and showcase. The idea is to educate, you know, on this spot, this happened, this is what was going on, these were the sides, these were the conflicts, this is what it was all about. A lot of the Confederate monuments and memorials that were put up in all the places that we're seeing where many of them are coming down were put up during a resurgence of the, the, the idealism of the lost cause, and they started to honor the lost cause, and it started to become a, a fable type of thing. You know, the, the honorable confederacy, and now we're going to honor the lost cause and put up all these monuments. Can I read you a text? Country. These confederate monuments were put up exclusively out of racism. They were a middle finger to the advancement of black people. And many people do believe that is what was behind it. You know, I grew up in South Carolina for the most part, and you remember the confederate flag over the state house kerfuffle. They put up the Confederate flag underneath the, 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 the American flag, the Palmetto mm-hmm. flag of South Carolina, and it flew for decades over the state house. They put it up in the early 60s. You know, right. it was basically a big middle finger from my rebellious kin and, 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 and family <laughs> and all that in South Carolina to desegregation and the civil rights movement and they let it fly forever because we're honoring you know our our, our ancient history the south will the, rise again the lost yeah. cause and it's there's nothing wrong with putting that stuff in a museum marking out territory where something happened and and educating oneself and others about what happened here because of the causes and effects and I mean, that's what museums and national parks and, and, and other types of parks are, are, are for. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, yeah sure. I just, no, I just have some thoughts, and we, I our, appreciate our, you letting our, me come in. Our calls echo a lot of what you have to say, including Casey in KC on 98.1 KMBZ. Casey, thanks for hanging. Okay, so I have a solution that will honor ancestors. It will, if you are going to tear down monuments that cost money, um, so it, it will counteract that. Um, and my solution is, is erect, um, statues or monuments to honor the, uh, uh, African Americans who have accomplished much things, you know, whatever you want to do. Something that honors the, um, successes of that culture <clears throat> right next to the one that exists. So, you know, you don't have to spend money to tear it down. You can, and then people will donate as well. Put something positive next to something that is viewed by some yeah. as negative. Thanks for the phone call, Casey. Appreciate it. Ryan in Kansas City, you're on 98.1 KMBZ. 
Hey, thanks for letting me get uh, calling. You got it. Um, they definitely should bring these down. One, because there, there is a thumb in the face of those who were the oppression, or who are the oppressed. And the caller before you guys went to break called it the war of northern aggression. I mean, come on. That, that is ridiculous. They said it wasn't, he said it wasn't about slavery. It was all about slavery. Those people were traitors. And the difference between these monuments and, and the Washington Monument or Jefferson's face on Mount Rushmore is the fact that these guys weren't fighting to keep slavery. They were fighting rebellious causes for different reasons. They weren't fighting against slavery or to keep slavery. That's why those monuments shouldn't come down, but the other ones definitely should come down. Right. Ryan, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, Ron in Kansas City, you're on 98.1 KMBZ. Yeah, my point is a little bit about what the last caller said. Uh, before the Civil War, all of those soldiers for the Confederacy were citizens of the United States. When they took up arms against the United States government, against the North, they committed the act of treason, and we shouldn't be putting monuments up to treason. It's an interesting point. Nobody's brought yeah. that up yet today. They they were acting in, in a treasonous way against the United States. I, I guess I guess I never really thought of that. Yeah. But it's Fair it's point. true. Uh, final word goes to Eric in South Kansas City on 98.1 KMBZ. Go ahead, Eric. You get the final word, sir. Hey, I want to talk about how it kind of upset me that you have the North and the South monuments. And they, it, you never see that many monuments about slavery, what they went through. I went to Germany. I served my country for eight years. And when I went over to Germany. You see all these statues of the Holocaust. You see the, you see the sidewalks where they describe the family. It was a son and daughter, mother, whatever, and how the Jews got literally exterminated. But in this country, you don't see the suffering and the pain that African Americans during that period. But of time. Do, you, do do you want to be reminded of the pain and the suffering at all times? I think so. Some some people need to be reminded of but, that. But so. you could. Really, but seriously. you. But you. And and, and and Eric, thank you for your service. We appreciate it. This particular monument, the Daughters of the Confederacy, that to me is a reminder. And why it's it's interesting that Eric would like to be reminded of that. Meanwhile, some people don't, don't want to be, be reminded, reminded and want it coming down. Whereas this is something that represents the Confederacy that did support slavery. And it's up. Like yeah. it, it almost seems to be a dichotomy of 180 on the other end of what everybody else is talking about. Yeah. But it's an interesting point, Eric. We appreciate it. All right. It's 143. Coming up, why President Trump is having a tough time finding a place to stay as he's in Germany for the G20. It's midday with Jamie and Wickett. We'll do that. We'll check in with Dana and Parks next on 98.1 KMBZ. 98.1 KMBZ, midday with Jamie and Wickett. Thanks for everybody. Uh, thanks to everybody for getting in on the Confederate Memorial conversation. You can voice your opinion on our Facebook page. It's there, facebook.com slash 981KMBZ. Also, you can watch the video as protesters and police clashed earlier today um, in Hamburg, Germany, the site of the G20 summit. President Trump, Angela Merkel, uh, met earlier today. Also, Vladimir Putin and Trump. I don't know if they're meeting today or tomorrow, but... Uh, Interesting times. Interesting times right now. Look at those crowds. Crazy. Um, we're watching it. We've got it live on Facebook as well, but we've got CNN up in here. Uh, and just to watch the crowds and crowds of people. And, and they were ready for this uh, because even though the crowd had been relatively peaceful in Poland this morning when President Trump gave his first public speech overseas in Europe there, 
uh, the crowd was definitely different here. And protesters have been threatening to protest. So they knew that this was coming. But they've had, yeah, we were watching the big riot van, the big crowd control van driving through the crowds with the big water gun to try to spray people and try to get them under control. I heard in Kara's news they torched a Porsche dealership. Oh, that'll get whatever your point across. Which I need to see video of. That'll that'll get your point across. Let's go torch a car dealership. Yeah. So. Idiots. All right. So tell me about. (laughs) The best story of the day. Yes. And and look, please. this is not anti-Trump. This is just funny. We're talking about arguably the most powerful man in the world, right? Uh, yeah. You oh, would, yeah. You, you would think the guy could find a hotel room, right? And he's got a big staff <laughs> whose job it is to work all this stuff out ahead of time. According to the Daily News, President Trump, who owns hotels worldwide, can't get a room in Hamburg. The White House staff waited too long to book the mogul-in-chief any accommodations for the G20 summit this week, leaving it uncertain where the leader of the free world will be sleeping. This is from a German news report. The Hamburger Adenblatt, hope I got that wow. right, reported that when the U.S. government tried to find Trump a hotel room in Hamburg, it discovered that every luxury hotel in the city was already booked, thanks to mostly the G20. The Adenblatt and BuzzFeed also called some of the ritziest hotels in Hamburg to see who had them and whether Trump had found a room. All of the highest-rated hotels, including the Four Seasons and the Park Hyatt, were already packed with leaders and delegates from other nations that will be coming together for the summit this weekend. Saudi Arabia's King Solomon booked entire hotels for themselves and their staff. So right now it's unclear where President Trump will be staying after he finishes his two-day trip in Poland. Um, He does have, of course, hotels worldwide. Yeah. None of them in Hamburg. Um, I'm on Hosteling International's site. All right. I'm thinking you could you could just go to that. You think? At this point, um, because he wants to be in a luxury hotel. Well, too bad. Can Trump... Uh, Comfort Air, Can he Airbnb a place? Sure. That's a great idea. They've got some really great <laughs> spaces on Airbnb. You can rent entire houses there. Now, I don't know where the rest of his staff... You know, he, he travels with quite the large brood of people. Yes. I don't know where they're all staying. As, as every president does. Absolutely. He's got a large Secret Service team and, and mm-hmm. people that travel with him. And all them have to stay... Reporters that go and follow the summit also have to go and travel. My guess is this thing's been on the calendar for a while, Wicket. This didn't just sneak up. No, this has been scheduled probably since, you know, the last time. They're like, they get done. They're like, hey, let's put the next one on the calendar while we're here. I'm not president. And I knew the G20 was coming up. You're not president. And you knew the G20 summit was coming. I like that they waited too long. I love that that's the reason. Was it just, they just expected a hotel to remain open or, or to keep rooms open for the president? No, I think they, if they genuinely waited too long, perhaps they didn't realize how many people would travel for this event. Maybe they thought they wouldn't all be staying in luxury hotels, but it's the G20 summit. It's, it's 20 countries show up. I feel like there's a lot of disorganization within this administration. Oh, what makes you say that? The the lack of communication, the Sean Spicer, Sarah Huckabee Sanders having to defend, and then President Trump going 180 on what Spicy or or Huck will say. I, it, it, it's very, it appears to be as organized as the one terminal push here in Kansas City. I don't know which one's more disorganized, but it doesn't seem like either one's doing real well. Um in my opinion, they probably thought that because they're the United States, some high-class hotel would just leave it open for them. Well, yeah, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. 
It, it, it's entitlement right their, there. Their job is to make money in hotels. They're gonna. They're not differentiating between mm-hmm. who is who when they book them. Everybody in the text line is saying, "Put him on Air Force One. He can, he can sleep on Air Force One," which is not a bad idea. I mean, it's it's probably nicer than a lot of the hotels, At, especially the hotels that he's going to be stuck in. Now. Right? You know, again, he, he ain't the staying local, at the Motel Six. The local Motel Six is where they're putting him. I mean, I, I is that safe? To put them on, on Air Force well, One? So here's the thing about having an advance team. Okay. This is the job of the advance team is you go. Right. I just think about the time that we've had presidents show up here in Kansas City and the streets that are blocked off ahead of time. The advance team comes early to scout locations because security is kind of important and to make sure that they can block roads off. And yes, you have to secure the hotel. You've got to make sure that you can, you know, that he's going to be safe while he's there. Um, so, yeah, you, you can't just put him anywhere. Air Force One's probably the safest place for him. Is it though? Like, where where do you park Air Force One? At the airport. The Hamburg Airport? Yeah. And you just have have everybody stay right there? You put it in a hangar. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't sleep as many as a hotel would, but at least he's okay. Everybody else can sleep in hostels. (laughs) Melania, Donald, you get the plane. Everybody else, Airbnb. Um, You got to get out of here. We got two texts that I'm going to let you respond to these real fast because you're the the token lib on the show. That's fine. Your liberal bias is showing. And Ow. typical lib protesters, they don't even know why they're doing it. Oh. We weren't even talking about that. Well, maybe they're listening on delay. Our, our internet feed is 30 seconds to 60 seconds behind. But we just mentioned the protesters. What right. do you mean they don't know why they're doing it? What they makes do. you say that? I don't know why they're doing it. Why do you say they don't know why they're protesting? There's 100,000 people at this protest. Do you automatically use liberal and young interchangeably? Because some people just think... Does that you mean know, conservatives are old? I know some young Republicans. We got one sitting right out there. His name's Michael Rodebaum. No, earlier somebody said liberals are inclusive. No, conservatives are inclusive. No, conservatives are exclusive. We somebody, said that. Because I said I want public schools to be inclusive mm-hmm. because they're supposed to be. And they said typical liberal want everything to be inclusive. So conservatives are, are exclusive then. Mm. So those are the connections that we're making today. I, I Look. I'm just reporting the story about President Trump. No, you're making stuff up. Not having a hotel. You're making stuff up. That's that's <laughs> you know. Not, uh, the AP says that they'll likely stay at the Senate Guest House while the U.S. Consulate General in Hamburg will host his staff. So imagine. So they're sleeping on couches at the Consul General's office. Somebody run to the Walmart. We need air beds. We need a bunch of air beds and some blankets because Spicy needs somewhere to sleep. I, All right. You know, we were talking about uh, Pence Jason, isn't there. Jason Chaffetz, you know, and yeah. how he wanted them to have uh, stipends to sleep in, uh, to get apartments and stuff like that in D.C. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was sleeping in his office. So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think I, find who's got like the hide a bed. Let's get a couple of futons. I think your Airbnb idea is absolutely correct. I think they're going to have to. They're going to have to just Airbnb. I mean, they can afford a $100 night. Somebody said put them in a military base. Probably safe. Yeah. Probably safe. It's either Air Force One or... <laughs> Can I just, I'm just... Keep going. Well, let's just... Why yeah. not? Yeah, you know, not? just just so you get an idea of what's coming in. Uh, yeah, Can you just go to commercial already? Snowflake News Channel. Glad you're almost done. Can't stand you Oh, too. my gosh. Are you what offended? Are you today? offended, Texter? Oh are you offended that we're reporting the news that, albeit perfect, Trump can't get a damn hotel because his White House staff didn't plan ahead? Go to a safe space, friend. Oh, my Go gosh. to a safe space. This is the problem. There are no bigger snowflakes than these 
Trump supporters that can that can find no problem whatsoever with what our president has done. This looks stupid. You don't care if it's biased if you agree with That's it. The when truth. it's biased that you disagree with, <laughs> then you complain about it. But it's if so you true. liked it, you would have no problem with it whatsoever. Go get so chicken true. nuggets and become a kid again. Seriously, no. I, I need some chicken <laughs> nuggets right now. Don't mix with my emotions I, right now. I really do. I could use some some chicken nuggets and get some high C punch while you're at it. No, they don't carry. They that don't anymore. carry that anymore. I would tell you go get rip, go get a root beer float, but you don't Gross. like that. Nasty with it, minus the root beer. I'll just have the vanilla. All right. I don't know what to do with you? <laughs> you can read the story about our president not having a hotel room <laughs> in Hamburg <laughs> at the G20. <laughs> Like, just think the, about that. I can't even read some of the things that are coming in now. Just, just think about that. Anyway. The president doesn't have a hotel room at the G20. Again, I can bid on Priceline. Priceline, right. you know, at the last minute, you can bid and get some pretty good deals. There's an app called Hotel Tonight that I've used that's pretty handy. Is that like Priceline? No, it's Hotel Tonight, so it's only available for that night. You just get hotels that open up their rooms oh, the last because okay. they now they've suddenly... They need to get rid of them somehow. Gotcha. So on the app, you can find stuff that's only open day of. All right. Well, Dana and Parks don't have time for us, so uh, we'll see it's you tomorrow. Nice. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.